Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones comes out and asks everyone to close their eyes and pretend they're blind. What the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> am I tripping on but acid? When that guy here? tells you to do something, you fucking do it. Anyways, okay, he's, a scary he's got some new show in a dystopian future where everyone's blind and can't see. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, episode 33. Thanks for tuning in. I am, as always, with my main man, Spence. How you doing over there? Uh, R.I.P. Harambe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping on that, that fire Bombay. Track, eh? Sipping on that Bombay. Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I can't complain. Just another typical Monday. It's warming up here in T.O., so I'm getting uh, less depressed by the day. And yeah, exciting to spit some business news with you, man. Hell Yeah. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a little warm, like, the, like I can feel the warmth of the sun, like it's still cold here, but I, f- like it's, it's peaking, I'm down. Um, drink O'Day, I don't have one today, because uh, we got the playoffs, playoffs coming up, I got b-ball playoffs tonight, but I do uh, owe Spence a drink, do you want to go over as to why? Yeah, well once again, and then this is just getting ridiculously easy. Um, I beat you in the sports bet for March Madness. You play basketball. I know nothing of basketball. You should have won this bet. And uh, I crushed you once again. So you owe me a beer chug, but you can't chug because you got a playoff game. I'm letting you off the hook. Um, by the way, I'm drinking, I do- I'm drinking cold water as well. Which uh, oh, nice. You know, we like to have a drink on the show, but too much drinking is not cool. It's good to have some water, have a nice tea, get some work done too. Absolutely. So here's my here's my offer. Okay. Count, counter offer. Off- yes. Here's my counter offer. I'm offering you a double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. So there's four teams left. Okay. Oh baby. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We could pick one. Do you want to pick one each? We each choose. We each choose two teams. Okay. Okay. I'll let you choose which two. And if I win, then I'm off the hook. Okay. If I lose, I will do, not consecutively, but I'll do like one at the beginning and one at the 15 minute mark. I will do two beers and two shots next week. Okay. So or the, next, uh, in two weeks, double or nothing podcast. here right now, right? Yeah, straight up double or nothing. All right. And, and you can choose the teams. All right, perfect. I'll take Virginia and Michigan State. All right. I mean, kind of obviously, I guess. But I mean, the other two teams are good too, so. Texas Tech really pissed me off beating Gonzaga. Oh, that frustrated me. They're just a try because they're just a tryhard defensive team that and you know they can't really score that well, so it's just like oh really? Come on! Well, I also had money on Gonzaga, so <laughs> you know, that, that was the worst part. But uh, Michigan State still got money on them to win it all, so uh, trying to turn twelve fifty into one hundred and sixty. Talk about ROI, man. <laughs> uh, so Disney kind of finally had a bit of a flop movie, thank God, because I was probably going to get dragged to the theaters with my girlfriend to see Dumbo, but uh, Dumbo apparently disappointed. It's usually what you, you, what do you get expect when you got Car- Colin Farrell as the zoo manager or whatever. Um, so yeah, a, a little bit of a negative for Disney there. So now you're not seeing it. I think I have more leeway. You know, I could pull that. I could pull that trump card. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. check okay, out cool. check check out Rotten Tomatoes. It's under fifty percent. You know, 
We ain't wasting 25 bucks to go see this. We'll watch it on Netflix in six months. And I'll probably fall yeah. asleep or just be on my phone. There you go. There's always Rotten Tomatoes. You have that. Like, there's, like, anything above two and below eight usually, like, isn't a good movie. But, like, out, anything above eight and below two is usually, like, a pretty good movie, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's not uh, the greatest, but I don't. I really don't want to go see it in theaters. So. Yeah. Plus, you can you can save up your movie date to go see that new Zac Efron movie coming out with exactly. Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, the beach bum. Right. Yeah, that I will have no problem wasting my money to go see that. <laughs> oh man, what else we got here? I can't believe. By the way, so I I, I you know Spence and I don't only talk on the podcast. We'll we'll chit chat from time to time. I couldn't believe you didn't know about Mike Tyson Ranch. No, I Not, and I didn't do any research on it. It sounds ridiculous, oh. and I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay, so first of all, it's not the dressing. It's like a, a farm ranch. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a weed farm, essentially. Uh, it's about 40 acres in California, about 110 miles from L.A. Um, it's for growers and consumers. So essentially, Mike Tyson just, like, loves weed, and he's admitted to, like, smoking and then going to fight, which is pretty crazy. Because he's so good. Um, and I don't know if there was like a video of him. There was like a video of him a few weeks ago where he like he was just like somewhere and someone was videotaping him just like doing like a combo on like like in the air. Like, you know, like a punch combo. And like, holy shit, he's still so scary. Um, but yeah, so he's set aside like 20 acres of the ranch for cultivation by master growers. But you can also go and like, you can like take courses and learn how to grow your own weed and stuff like that. And they teach you and their whole like philosophy is like super, super clean, organic weed. So on their website, they have like the industry premium versus like the Tyson ranch, like premium. So like, for example, the industry premium is it has to be a hundred percent bug and pest free at point of purchase. So that means and I even put it like, so you can, some crops can be grown with bugs and fail the test as long as it's clean before it's resold. But the Tyson Ranch motto is 100% bug and pest free from seed to sale. They don't do any industrial trimming. So everything, like all the buds are trimmed like with scissors by people. Hmm. So there's no, like you don't lose any of the, uh, like the THC crystals. Man, I'm pretty underwhelmed by this ranch. I thought it was going to be a place to go hang out with Mike shoot the shit a bit, you know, maybe go ride some horses. Well, it is. It's going to be a resort also. I think there's like, a, I think like around the ranch, there's like, like 300 acres. But I think right now they just have like 40 in use. But yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be a full on resort eventually. And uh, he threw a music concert back in February to attract people. Ah. And like, I didn't really know any of the, the headliners or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, he's hoping apparently to do it again in October and get like Drake or Cardi B and shit there. So. Nice. Yeah, Tyson uh, Ranch, man. The product that comes out of there should be branded with his face on it. Because that would be awesome. It would be. I know they're, they're selling... Surprisingly, they're only selling it like a handful of like retailers right now. Um, but I'm sure they're adding more and more as, as the day goes. Like, I mean, fuck, if Mike Tyson calls you and says, Hey, uh, can I put my, my, my weed product in your store? And you're like, ah, I don't know. And he says, why not? Uh, I'd, I'd put it in the store. Yeah, he's a champ. You're not going to negotiate. He'd probably be an amazing negotiator. Imagine him selling you a house. Yeah, absolutely. Never want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> huh, interesting business venture. I hope it works out well for Mike. He's uh, been taken advantage of a few times. 
in his yeah, career. This is true. Um, cool. Um, maybe some quick hitter news. Uber bought uh, kind of its Middle Eastern rival, Kareem, which uh, pretty much operated like Uber in 84 cities, I believe, uh, around the Middle East region. I think it was three three billion somewhere around there. Um, Uber doesn't have much of a presence there, so just scoop up the rival, expand your your brand, your presence. Pretty simple. Um, Big Don and his administrating administrating administration are suing Facebook. Um, another Facebook scandal and lawsuit, saying they used uh, discrimination in their ads by uh, omitting certain classes when showing housing ads. So you have landlords targeting, you know, maybe omitting people from the ads that can't speak English or something, which is against the law. Um, Boeing. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm just going to bring up something on that, by the way. Yeah. Before you continue. So like, it's just kind of what, what I hate about that is like they make it seem like it's like an oh another Facebook scandal and like they like there's even articles saying like oh Facebook discriminates against these people and it's like not that at all like it's like their ads like allow you to tick off certain boxes yeah and cer- it's the people who are discriminating not Facebook just like for the record right it's like, on their Facebook- on their platform right so they're ultimately it- held accountable but. It's yeah, and and, and 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 like you know they should be like it should be like hey like you know you got to fix this but like it's not like Facebook is like just like doing that it's the it's the landlords. You gotta be very that. careful when it comes to these like protected um, classes, you know, like certain ethnicities and genders and stuff. Now, it's very oh, yeah. yeah yeah we live in a, the same the same the 1960s Mad Men you know, um, but yeah I I, I think you're probably. You know, I, I don't know what did they pay like a, another fine. That's what they want. They want monetary damages. Fix Facebook's got the money, so yeah, yeah. Just put it under, sweep it under the rug type thing. That's about it. And Man, uh, it yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I opened up with R.I.P. Harambe. That that was Elon Musk's rap song. I actually think it's pretty good. And it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> it, had, it, it has like two hundred fifty thousand listens in two days. I mean, this guy could take a Bic pen that he used, a $1 Bic pen, say, I used it, sell it on eBay. Someone will pay 20000 for it. It's oh, insane. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for the quick hitters. Uh, I think we got two pretty big main topics, so maybe we should just jump into them right away, unless you have yeah, anything tough. else. Nah. All right. So uh, there was an Apple event last Monday. They unveiled a bunch of new products, all kind of services. Uh, quickly, there was News Plus, which is a $10 a month news and magazine subscription service. So uh, Sports Illustrated, National Geographic, Rolling Stone, ESPN. There's certain articles from the LA Times and Wall Street Journal. I thought that was probably the strongest part of the presentation. Um I'm not, I don't really pay for any news, but I know Wall Street Journal just alone is ridiculously expensive and um, kind of bundling them all into one is actually a pretty smart idea for those people who do still pay, uh, you know, 10 bucks a month for certain news services and Apple Arcade, which is no price yet, but it's a game subscription service, no ads and no in game purchases. So um, I don't know, maybe you'd be more excited about that one. I really wasn't that excited 
No, like it's, honestly, like it's a little bold to get people to pay monthly for phone games, you know. Yeah, I'd have to see like what the games are exactly. Like, you know, and yeah. like I, I, I don't get it. Um, TV Plus, that was the big one, which is their uh, video streaming service. Brought out the big guns, Steven Spielberg, fucking Oprah, Big Bird. Uh, I'm gonna get to that later. J.J. Abrams, yeah, uh, pretty much Netflix competitor. Uh, it will be launching on several devices. So it's not just on Apple TVs. You can get it on uh, like a Roku TV or uh, Amazon Fire. You can still get the Apple Plus app. So that's kind of cool. Um, Apple for years, maybe 10 years ago, it would always be if you want to use this service, you have to get you know a Mac computer or an iPhone. They're kind of branching away from that now. You see iTunes on multiple things. And it's just kind of the world we live in, like all the main apps um, and software like Spotify and that. You want to be able to get it on every, you know, different uh, applications and different products. Uh, they revamped their Apple TV app. Um, so now you can actually watch like Amazon Prime Video, uh, HBO, like some other channels. No mention of Netflix yet. They better have it on it or they're fucked. Uh, Apple credit card. Yeah, not much to say on the Apple credit card. You get some like benefits of using Apple Pay, trying to push Apple Pay. The whole thing was just like new services to offset slowing hardware sales. I uh, should have done this a while ago, probably a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, I think they'll get moderate to decent success in some of them. Maybe not so great success in others, but people will buy the Apple credit card. I won't. People who use News Plus, I'll consider it. I'll check out TV Plus. I'll use the free month. Um, yeah, I think the way I, they'll that's get, the gist of it, really. Um, yeah, I, I think the way they'll get people into the, uh, the news is, like, now, I, I feel like a lot of time when you go on to, like, if you're, like, you know, you're on Google, you're looking up a certain topic, and then articles pop up, and it's like, oh, well, you don't have access to this. Like, do you want to buy a subscription for three bucks a month? You know, you, like, get those notifications sometimes. I'm sure they'll be able to get a lot of people in on that. Like, you know, if you're on your iPhone, and it's like, oh, well, this is a Rolling Stones, like, you know premium article with apple fucking plus magazine you can get you know you can get this and thousands of other magazines and then they'll probably get some some conversions there yeah and, no, um, i i um nothing frustrates me more when i'm on a site about to read an article that looks juicy and i have to pay for it this pisses me off right but 10 bucks a month if you get if they depending like what they get from wall street journal because wall street journal itself i'm pretty sure is more than 10 bucks a month or maybe it is 10 bucks a month. Like, I would consider that. Just because, like, I need, like, a good amount of business news for what I do. Like, it might be beneficial, right? Anyways, the, the actual event itself was laughable and ridiculous. And um, I took some quick notes watching it. And I'll just run you through it. You could probably go on YouTube and watch, like, a six-minute highlight video, but... Here's Spence's highlights from the Apple event. Okay? You ready? I'm ready. Jimmy, did you watch it, by the way? I don't think you watched it, right? I didn't watch the whole event, but I okay. watched the six-minute wrap-up video. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. So Tim Cook comes out. Um, he's dressed like Ellen DeGeneres. He's wearing like a turtleneck <laughs> and a uh, high school dress code. Uh, he's built athletically like the kid who always gets picked last in dodgeball at recess. Anyways... Um, you could tell that he had rehearsed his speech millions of times. He was emphasizing certain words. You know, he's like, now let's talk about Apple TV. 
Uh, it sounded like it was hosting the Price is Right. You could win a new car. Uh, keeps going. Starts with Apple News. Uh, says, like many of you, I love the feeling of being at the newsstand. Okay. Honestly, didn't even know they still had news, newsstands and those things still existed. Um, VP or someone, a developer comes out to show the app, Apple News. And he's wearing a white onesie. Um, like Jimmy said, he looks like he's about to paint his apartment. Um, yeah, I, the attire was just absolutely ridiculous. Then they come out with Apple Card. Everyone falls asleep, so I have no comment. Apple Arcade comes out. VP chicks in a full dress, leopard spotted dress. Um, at this point, I'm I don't know like what is going on at this event. It's pretty much a onesie as well. I guess it's onesie day at Apple. Then um, it's time for the big bucks, TV Plus. All right. So God knows how much money they paid for all these actors and actresses to be there. Start with Steven Spielberg. He bores us all, telling us about how he first fell in love with science fiction. Talks about his new show, which sounds just completely whack. Um, then Reese Witherspoon and Rachel from Friends come out. Uh, I could see the plastic surgery radiate, like just coming off the light on Jennifer Aniston's face. And then uh, shortly after, they're joined by Steve Carell, who's also on their new show, The Newsroom. Steve Carell plays the ignorant idiot. Yeah, seen that before. <laughs> um, the three of them proceed to act out a terrible preview of what is surely going to be a show I despise. Uh, then Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones comes out and asks everyone to close their eyes and pretend they're blind. What the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> am I tripping on but acid? When that guy here? tells you to do something, you fucking do it. Anyway, he's a scary He's got some new show in a dystopian future where everyone's blind and can't see. Actually, sounded kind of kind of cool show, but. Um, at this point, I'm just confused and kind of laughing during the event. Then Dinesh from Silicon Valley comes out and talks about being a Pakistani in America. Don't even know the actor's real name. Uh, just when you think you can, can't get any trippier, fucking Big Bird comes out from Sesame Street. Starts talking about coding and teaching infants how to code. I'm just going to leave that one be. And then to top it off, of course, they finish with Oprah. Uh, Oprah comes out. There's like five minutes of cheering. She gets the biggest cheers. The, the crowd goes crazy. She promotes her new shows. Very Oprah-like, you know, discrimination, uh, sexual, um, what is it? Sexual harassment in the workplace and, uh, you know, mental health disorders, documentaries on that. I'm sure everyone's going to watch them. And then Tim Cook comes out and him and Oprah hug for like two minutes. This is just awkward, awkward hug. And he thanks her like a hundred times. It was just so weird. And uh, yeah, that was the event. Tim Cook says, what a fun morning. That's how he ends it. Um, <laughs> look, it was uh, at least less boring than some other ones. But I don't know, man. You never saw Steve Jobs pulling out fucking Oprah and Big Bird. He did just fine with his turtleneck and jeans and himself. Um, it gave me a good yeah. laugh. I will say that. It gave me a decent laugh. That's that's the Apple event in a nutshell. Um, yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. And I like on the six minutes thing that I did watch. Like they brought up the fact that they don't like, like you know, like like they they fed off the Facebook scandals so much. Like just being like, oh, we don't track what you're doing. Like a oh, yeah. hundred times. Yeah, they enforce uh, that a lot. 
They used to be a little bit more creative with their messages. Anyways, yeah, it, it was what it was. It was uh, definitely a spectacle, I'll say the least. And, I, and I, I really am not trying to like completely make fun of them. I've owned shares no. in Apple. Don't, like, I'm not uh, ripping the company. <laughs> yeah, so, th- so that was Monday. And uh, everyone was kind of just like so-so about it, you know, like Wall Street. Like it's not like the shares went down a little bit. They, they didn't spike or anything. It was uh, everyone was like meh about the whole event. That's a general okay. consensus. Which is kind of like not what you're going for when you bust out all the stops like Oprah and Spielberg Big Bird. and all those guys. <laughs> Big Bird. Big Bird. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, I guess the big news of the week was Lyft uh, finally went public Friday. It uh, opened at 87 a share, which is like $27.5 billion valuation. It was priced at 72 so oversubscribed IPO, flew up. Crash back down today. IPOs are generally very volatile during their first year. Usually better to avoid them, kind of let them play out. But um, yeah, here's some quick numbers from just going through their financials. So uh, at the end of Q4, they had 18.6 million active riders, which is up 47% year over year. Active riders, like someone who takes at least one lift to ride during the quarter. Uh, the big one is they took they grew their U.S. market share from 22% to 39%. So I'm pretty sure it's like just kind of them and Uber. So they're just, yeah, they did well last year taking market share from Uber. That, was, that is pretty good. That was I an think interesting they, note. Well, I think, didn't Uber have a couple scandals and stuff like that? And then the CEO left. I think some of those, like, like I didn't switch. Like, I just still use Uber. But, like, I'm sure some more granola people... Like, like Lyft, uh, fuck yeah. Uber. It's kind of seen as like the non-evil Uber, right? Like the, yeah, exactly. Like the, the cool, purple colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, they classify themselves as a TAAS. Ugh, transport as a service. Fucking getting sick of these AAS, like every company, right? Just call yourself a transportation company. We get it. You're a service company. Anyways, go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> Yeah, so pretty because much because all the other companies that call themselves as a service, like a like a, a fucking Lightspeed or a Salesforce, it's because you don't purchase like the like you don't purchase the actual like back in the day it. when you used to use it. like Microsoft, you'd purchase it. No, I get but it, but like I get it. In tr- like with the fucking STM, you never fucking purchase the bus. You fucking just use it as a service. So any transport company is a service. So what do they think they're fucking reinventing the wheel? Hard to do that. Um, pretty much all their revenue is from commissions from their drivers and like the shared bike scooters that they're deploying. Also, they have like special corporate packages so your company can make a deal with Lyft so your employees get free rides for a certain amount of time or forever type thing. Um, uh, the, here is a very interesting part. They want other autonomous vehicle makers to use their platform. Good luck. And Altel mentioned this as a huge risk if they don't use their platform and are also using R&D money, although not a lot, to develop their own. Way too late to the party. Zero percent chance they crack it. Should not be using R&D dollars there. Uh, They have a dual class share structure, kind of like Snapchat did a few years ago. Whereas uh, pretty much what that means is the co-founders and the CEO 
they have more voting power than the general public. Their shares are special shares, which a lot more voting power. So founders love that because they don't get thrown out of their own companies like um, Steve Jobs did in 85 at Apple or Nolan Bushnell at Atari. Shareholders are obviously not a big fan of it because they get less say. Um, their main costs, so insurance costs, very, very high for Lyft. Um, similarly, for Uber, Airbnb, any company like that. Uh, obviously, tech hosting and platform costs. So I mentioned to Jimmy when I was reading it, just made me love Amazon even more as an investment because uh, they got a good deal with Amazon where they only have to spend uh, about, was it, $75 million a year or $100 million a year for the next three years? Uh, let me check with stats, guys. Something like that. And, you know, Snap spends like $600 million on Google Cloud and AWS. So all these apps and platforms are just spending so much money on AWS or, or uh, another cloud provider. It's insane. And you just get such good margins on, on uh, cloud hosting. Um, but, yeah, I'll say, like, uh, obviously they, they lose a lot of money in Lyft. But there's some pretty strong booking metrics, uh, really good bookings growth, good revenue growth. Uh, margins are improving. And it's very light on CapEx. You don't really have to, you know, you're not building cars or anything. So it's not like you really have to have a ton of capital investments into property and plant and manufacturing, really. It's more just developing the app and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens the first year. Uh, we see it's kind of hard to put a finger on the valuation because we see these tech unicorns go public with big losses and, People really just want to see revenue growth and bookings growth. So, yeah, like your guess is as good as mine as to where it where it could trade over the next year. Hmm. Also, stats guy, he's not here today, but he listens live. He just texted me. It's uh, three hundred million dollars that Lyft agreed to pay Amazon Web Services between January twenty nineteen and December twenty twenty one. Okay. So like a hundred million a year, right? If my math is right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's the minimum, I believe. Minimum purchase contract. All right, man. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> Have yourselves a great couple of weeks. Wish me luck. Hopefully, I'll still be in the playoffs next time we stock. And hopefully, I won't be chugging two beers and doing two shots in the next podcast. But uh, until then, have a, have a great time and uh, check you all later. Peace out. <laughs>